0: You're listening to the Colts Blue Zone Podcast with Mike Chappell and Dave Griffiths. Hello and welcome to this edition of the Colts Blue Zone Podcast. I'm Matt Adams with the game recap of the Week 18 matchup between the Indianapolis Colts and the Houston Texans. This one did not go the way the Colts fans wanted it to go. There was a playoff spot on the line. The winner in, loser goes home. And unfortunately for the Colts there on the losing end of this one, the final score 23 to 19 really came down to a fourth down in this game. A fourth and one where Gardner Minshew tried to find Tyler Goodson for a first down. And uh, they, they trailed by six at that point, knowing that a touchdown and an extra point would put them ahead late in the game. They were trying to drain as much time off the clock as possible there because they didn't want to give the ball back to Stroud because they knew that C.J. Stroud would probably just go right downfield and get a field goal or a touchdown or, or something along those lines. So they were really trying to burn that clock down, but you've got to pick up the first down first. Uh, the throw was not great and Goodson uh, tried to make an adjustment, but he couldn't quite snag it. That fell incomplete, and that was uh, pretty much the end of the game there because the Colts had burned one of their timeouts. They only had two left, and the Texans were able to to get the clock down to one second after a safety. They intentionally took one instead of Uh, letting the Colts try to get a punt block there at the end of the game that led to a free kick some laterals and eventually officially that uh, ended with a fumble the game did the only turnover of the game there so you know we'll just uh, talk about the game Uh, we'll hear from coach Shane Steichen we'll hear from Gardner Minshew and kind of look at how this all developed and it's it's a tough way to, to lose. I, I mean, for the second time in three years, the Colts had a chance to secure a, a playoff berth at home. They failed in 2021 when they faced the Raiders, and they had another chance that season, of course, against the Jaguars. We all know what happened there. This team, it, it's hard to... like When you look at the season as a whole, and, and Dave Griffiths and Mike Chappell and I will really dig into the, the post-mortem later. This is really just for this, this show, but When you look at this team and you look at the expectations, most people didn't have the Colts winning more than six games. You know, they won nine here. They had the chance to get a 10th win. And it's not really a moral victory because you want to get into the playoffs. It was within reach there. It was there for you. And the Texans did not play a great game. The Colts did not play a great game. This was a good football game, but it was not uh, two great football teams going at each other. There were a lot of mistakes here. On both teams, unfortunately for the Colts, some of their mistakes led to scores. Uh, you talk about secondary miscommunication. I'll get to that a little bit here as I recap some of the stuff that actually happened within the game. But you take this as a whole; it's it's hard to look at this and say it's a moral victory because the Colts were not expected to be good this year. The Texans weren't supposed to be good this year either. But one of these teams was going to walk away into the playoffs with a win here, and it, it you know at home. You've got to find a way to come away with this one, and I I know that this hurts as fans. It hurts me uh, to to think about it, and you know. But on the other hand, this was not supposed to be what we were supposed to to get this year from this team. This was a a team coming off a four twelve and one season. Uh, they had a new head coach, and yes, Shane Steichen has shown he's got great football IQ for the most part this season. And uh, But it was really supposed to be about the development of Anthony Richardson and getting this new quarterback into the fold and, and really seeing how dynamic this, this new guy could be. And that's not how things went for the Colts this year. Richardson got injured against the Titans. He didn't come back. And it's been the Gardner Minshew show for the last few weeks. And uh, for most of the season, really, it's been Gardner Minshew. And he's had a, 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 as good of a season as a backup quarterback could probably have. You know, you would like a little bit more from the quarterback position, frankly, when you're in some of these situations. But, you know, he he's done enough to win. And he did enough to get them in position in this game. And if he just made a little bit better of a throw there, then then maybe the Colts are able to get in the end zone. And, you know, we're talking about a wild card team instead of a team. Actually, we'd be talking about an AFC South championship team, because the Jaguars i I mean, if anything, look at the Jaguars. They were eight and three at one point this season. They were the kings of the a f c South. It looked like they might even challenge for you know a one or two seed in in the conference and they go down to Tennessee and they lay another egg and You know there are a lot of questions now about that Jacksonville team, but because of that loss. That made this game even more impactful. Now, the Colts didn't know it at the time, obviously, but the outcome of this game determined the AFC South champion, and unfortunately for the Colts, it was not them this time. It was the Houston Texans, another team that had very low expectations this season and has been great thanks to a transcendent quarterback in C.J. Stroud. All right, let's look at some of the key moments from the first half. Started off well enough for the Colts. Uh, the very, very start anyway. Minshew and the offense engineered a solid game opening drive. They took a 3-0 lead off of a field goal from Matt Gay, and and the crowd was pretty into it. You know, would you have liked to come away with a touchdown there? Of course you would have. But, you know, sometimes just getting a score is is a good thing. So it it was an 11-play, 56-yard drive, uh, swallowed 545 in clock time and ended with three points for the early lead for the Colts. But the Texans only needed one play, 75 yards, and nine seconds to score their first touchdown of the game. You had Juju Brintz matched up on Nico Collins, running pretty much a go route up the field. And even though the Colts were in kind of a split safety look, nobody provided any help on the back end there for Brintz. So he was just going one-on-one with the Texans' best receiver. And uh, Nico Collins made him pay for it. Stroud with a perfect throw. 75 yards, touchdown, all of a sudden, that crowd – because I, I could hear it from I, – I didn't go to the game. I watched it on TV like like many uh, of you did. And that crowd, after that first drive for the Colts, was absolutely pumped up. They were loud. C.J. Stroud finds Nico Collins for that touchdown. Just complete silence after that. Just really killed the crowd, killed the vibe for the Colts. And I, I would assume that one of those safeties – had some deep coverage responsibility there. I know that the, uh, when you look at the play, that, that they kind of s- snuck up a little bit because you know, some of those receivers over the middle. But you've got to know Nico Collins is their best player on offense, and you've got to make sure that he's covered. And we have seen this, unfortunately, from this defensive alignment time and time again. Whether it's a scheme thing, whether it's a communication thing, whether it's a guy not understanding his responsibility type of thing, you just can't have these things happen. But they have happened time and time again to the Colts in critical situations. And I'll talk about a couple other things later in the podcast here. And you know, it's just not great. How do you leave Houston's only good wide receiver? Because they had other guys on the roster, yes, but some of their best ones, Tank Dell, he's been golfed for weeks, couldn't play. Some of their other guys that were they were relying on couldn't play in this game. So it's really Nico, Col- uh, Nico Collins and Dalton Schultz, really the only two guys you need to worry about for this Texans offense in the passing game. And the Colts couldn't stop either one of them, but especially Collins. I mean, he had 195 receiving yards in this game. He had that touchdown. Stroud threw for 264 yards in this game. 195 of those went to Collins. That's nearly 74% of Stroud's yardage, and the Colts couldn't you know, double cover this guy, couldn't get a guy on him, couldn't stop him because he killed them in several moments in the game. Now, after the, Col- after the Texans scored that touchdown, the game really went into a lull with the Colts and the Texans just exchanging punts. The teams, in fact, exchanged seven punts before Houston scored its second touchdown. Fullback Andrew Beck took another uh, advantage of another miscue from the secondary. Again, I don't know if this was a a coverage responsibility thing, if this was a miscommunication, but Rodney Thomas was back there in coverage, and he went to cover the flat. He saw the receiver breaking into the flat, but that, that receiver was already covered, by another defender. And so Beck just gets right behind Thomas and he's wide open by himself in the back of the end zone. And I cannot believe that that is the coverage that you've called in that situation, right? You, you can't say, hey, on this uh, particular play, just let the fullback out of the backfield and let him get by himself. I don't think that is a defensive play in the playbook. There is something fundamentally wrong with the communication or the responsibilities in the defense, especially in the secondary. It has killed the Colts all season, and it came back and it got them here uh, again, and and so now it's 14-3, to and things are looking pretty bleak for the Colts at that point. Um, Now, on those punts that the the Colts forced from the Texans, uh, a couple of times Houston had like a third and short or a fourth and short, and it looked like they were going to go for those, but then they had a couple of uh, procedural penalties, some false starts, especially Laramie Tunsil, uh, for the Texans, and that uh, made them reconsider their strategy, and instead of going for it, they decided to pump the ball. So, you know, again, Texans not a great team by any stretch of the imagination. I think they've got a great quarterback. They've got some great skill position players. Definitely one great wide receiver for them right now. I mean, Nico Collins was was good before, but this year he's been phenomenal, and you can place a lot of that onto C.J. Stroud being so good, those two having a, a connection. And so, you know, the Colts did uh, hold them to 14 points, I guess, and they were able to muster a field goal at the end of the first half. And, and I will say... You know, it, it, I don't. It, the, the teams are completely different. It's a completely different situation and, and all that. But it reminded me a little bit of the AFC Championship game some years ago where the Colts got down way early in that game. Peyton threw a pick six. And the the, the offense was able to muster a field goal right before halftime. And that kind of steadied things. That kind of settled them down after they did that. And I kind of felt like that field goal that the Colts got late in the first half was kind of the same deal there. Um, they had made some mistakes, especially on the defensive side of the ball. The offense hadn't been very effective at all after that opening drive. You know, we've seen this a few times from the Colts. They, they, they kind of have their opening drive scripted. And then once you get, you know, after the, the next possession and the next possession, and the next possession, it's just like it's a three and out or it's a five play drive with a punt. You know, maybe they pick up a first down on a play or something like that. And it just seems to go into this repeated coma. And the offense, but then in this case, the defense held for the most part, except for that second touchdown. Well, and the first touchdown, I guess you should, I I should also say. But we've kind of seen this happen. But anyway, they managed to get that field goal and it kind of got them a little bit of momentum, you know. Um, Really, once they came out of halftime, it really looked like the Colts were going to grab control of this thing. Uh, the, The first drive from. Uh, the the Texans uh, on a second and thirteen, DeForest Buckner got a sack on Stroud. The Texans couldn't convert on a third and twenty one, and so they punted. and And so the you know the crowd's starting to get into it a little bit more here, and the momentum maybe starts to swing toward the Colts a little bit. And they did respond in a big way. You know, the, the defense came out and, and they made a big splash play. To, to sack Stroud, they managed to, to not give up a third and long for once this season and got the ball back. And uh, they responded the offense with a couple of Jonathan Taylor runs. And then Minshew probably his – he had a pretty nice throw to Josh Downs later in the game too, but probably his his best ball placement of the day was to Kylan Granson on a 23-yard pass. And you'll look at it, and it may look a little bit like Minshew was off target, but looking at how the defense was aligned there, there was about one place he could get that ball to Granson without Granson taking a big hit, and Minshew got it there to him, and that that got the ball down to the 49-yard line. And on the very next play, JT responds with the Colts' most important play of the game, a 49-yard touchdown run, just vintage, classic Jonathan Taylor and he'd been pretty good in this game. They just couldn't do much with it and finally got, got a big one there. Then Minshew found Mo Alley Cox on a pop pass for the two-point conversion. And suddenly this game that looked like it was getting out of hand for the Colts starting to come back into form a little bit here. So now we're 14-14 to 14 in this game. Um, now... With that momentum, that the Colts forced another punt, and then they got the ball back. Unfortunately, their next drive ended on a 57-yard field goal miss from Matt Gay, and they were unable to take a lead there. Uh, Houston responded with a field goal of its own. The Colts countered with a field goal as well, so it was 17-all. And then the, the Texans got the, dry, got the ball back for what is essentially the, what is the game-winning drive for them, the, the go-ahead drive for them. And I, I know people are going to talk about fourth and one a ton. And, and that play is everything. It'll be the title of this podcast. It's going to be fourth and done for the Colts this season. But really, when you look at things, it was this drive where the Colts lost this game. Uh, I, I will argue that. Yes, fourth and one had a, a tremendous impact, and they had a chance to make up for it here. But this is the drive where they, they lost it. And I'll, I'll tell you why. They had a couple of situations where they had Houston in super long down and distance, a 2nd-and-20 and and a 1st-and-20 on on back-to-back sets of downs. And the Colts are unable to close the door on them here to get them off the field. And we have unfortunately seen this song and dance several times this season. Colts get a team into a 3rd-and-16. You're feeling pretty good about it. But then somehow the other team manages to convert the play. Uh, We've seen 4th-and-10s get converted. 3rd-and-16 sticks out in my mind as well. And in this particular case, the the Colts did it again. They did it twice. On third and 20, Stroud found Dalton Schultz for 17 yards, and the Colts missed some tackles on that. So that turned what was a a second and 20 into a third and three, a little five-yard pass to Schultz on, on the next play, gets the first down for Houston. And so that's deflating. The very next play, Houston comes out with a run play, they they throw the flag on Beck, the guy who caught the touchdown earlier in the day for the, the Texans, gets flagged for holding. So it's first and twenty. Now the next play is a six yard play, so we're set up a second and fourteen here. The Colts gets a for, the Colts get a ferocious pass rush here on Stroud. Uh, they really get in his face, and it looks like he's going to have to either get sacked or throw the ball away, and it looks like he throws the ball away on his back foot toward the right sideline. Lo and behold, who is there? Nico Collins gets free, makes a diving catch on the sidelines, picks up the first down. So those two long conversions were really, to me, the, the difference in this ball game. Just a, an incredible throw and an incredible catch, just a, a great play by the Texans. Uh, Stroud later on the drive found Collins again for 23 yards a horse collar tackle penalty set up the Texans for first and goal They scored with 620 left But you know what they did miss the extra point and and that was very important because the Colts With a touchdown and an extra point could get downfield if, if they could score They could take the lead But you could tell they were trying to be measured on this drive um They started at their own 25. They got all the way down to the 15. They knew that touchdown, the extra point, would be the difference if they could get in. Uh, Early in the drive, Josh Downs had a 28-yard reception. At one point, JT had seven straight runs to set up fourth and one at the 15 now. Also, there was a little bit of drama in this game. Well, there was a lot of drama in this game all throughout, but JT had left with what was first described as a heel injury and then uh, d- described as an ankle injury. But he came back into this game, uh, got some key carries for the Colts. Unfortunately, on a third and two, he couldn't quite pick up the first down. That set up a fourth and one situation. So one six, 106 left in the game. The Colts come out. They call a timeout for this fourth down play. Uh, they put JT on the sidelines. They put in Tyler Goodson in the backfield. Minshew tries to get the ball to Goodson, but the throw's off target. Goodson couldn't make the adjustment, and that's really the end of your ballgame right there. With just the two timeouts left, the Colts let Houston run the clock down to one second. Uh, Houston took a safety because they didn't want uh, to risk a punt block. That set up a free kick. There were a couple of rules, and then uh, officially Michael Pittman Jr. had a fumble, and the Texans recovered it, and that was the end of the ballgame. But th- the clock had expired, so it didn't really matter all that much. And that's how that ballgame ended. It was a tough loss. Uh, a lot of people are gonna be looking at that fourth down call uh, and thinking about that fourth down call you know, up until the season starts again in September of 2024. And that is going to linger the entire offseason. Tyler Goodson thinking about the ball that he feels he could have caught. Gardner Minshew thinking about the throw that he knows he could have made better. And Colts fans thinking about a play that if the Colts could have executed may have led to a touchdown and an extra point, and a berth into the postseason in which they would host a playoff game. But none of those things happened. Instead, the throw wasn't great, Goodson couldn't reel it in, the Colts lost, and uh, they're they're going home again this year. And they, they would have won the division for the first time since like 2014. But no, just not able to do it, not able to execute that play. And I, I know that there's There there have been a lot of Colts fans talking about this and valid arguments either side. Uh, you know, JT's been your horse. You should ride him till the end. It's a fourth and one. But keep in mind on that third and two play, barely picked up a yard there. And I don't know that he could have crashed up the middle and, and gotten that yard. But then the other counter argument, that is he's your best player. Put it in your best player's hands. See if he can succeed. If he doesn't make it, then, you know, that's, that's how things shake out. That's one school of thought. The other school of thought is what the Colts ended up doing, and that is everyone and their uncle expected JT to get the ball in that situation. Maybe they didn't think their chance of converting that was high, and so they had brought Goodson in as their pass-catching running back, thinking that perhaps he could come into this situation and perhaps – sneak into the side uncovered, catch that ball, pick up the first down, get a little bit more yardage, and allow the Colts to get into the position. And at that point, they still would have had their two timeouts to try to get that ball into the end zone, get that extra point, and win the game. And according to the head coach, Shane Steichen, we'll hear from him in just a couple minutes, in just a little bit. Uh, According to head coach Shane Steichen, that's something that they had practiced If you'll notice the game day inactives, uh, you know, one thing that stuck out to me is that Trey Sermon, who had had a couple nice games for the Colts down the stretch, was a game day inactive because Zach Moss was back and they decided to keep Goodson in instead of Sermon because they feel like Sermon has a similar skill set to JT and Zach Moss where he's more of a a runner and Goodson is more of the change of pace receiving back. And I, I did notice that, you know, Sermon wasn't active, and they went with Goodson on the roster. They'd practiced up that play. They got the look they wanted, and, and honestly, as much as it pains me you know, to, to, to see it, it was wide open. If Minshew makes a better throw, or if Goodson's able to make the adjustment, he doesn't even have to catch that ball cleanly, but if he catches it, it's a first down. That drive continues, and the Colts have you know four cracks at the end zone and can break the, the, the hearts of the Texans. But instead, that ball falls to the turf. The Texans celebrate. Again, it's a call that people are going to talk about all season, all off season. is going to go back to fourth and one, what the Colts decided to do there, what they should have done. And to be perfectly honest, there's no right answer. Because if that play succeeds, Goodson catches that ball, people are talking about how great of a call it was from Shane Steichen, you know, to, to, to make that play call if they had given it to Jonathan Taylor and he gets stuffed for no gain or doesn't pick up the first down then people are killing uh, the Colts coaching staff at that point too because why did you crash JT into the offensive into the defensive line he's you know run the ball 7 straight times he's gassed there's just no way to win the only way to win is to win the game which the Colts did not they lost so they will lose the argument in this particular case in many of the fans' eyes I can see it both ways. I think a lot of fans can, but also JT had a heck of a game. Let's hear from head coach Shane Steichen.
1: Start off, um, obviously, extremely disappointed um, on the way things ended there. Um, You know, proud of our guys, the way they fought. Um, You know, the fans, they came out and they showed out uh, for us and obviously wanted to, you know, get a win for our fans as well. Um, But just disappointed on the way it ended. But again, extremely proud of uh, the way our guys fought all year.
2: Because in the first possession, was that a
1: miscommunication between the special teams and offense to allow Matt to come out and allow the Texans no, to assist planned That was a design play. What's that? That was designed. Shane, Shane can you walk Taylor us through? To- yeah, why did Taylor come out on that fourth and one play? He carried the ball seven times in a row. Was his ankle OK? What happened there? Yeah, he was all right. Um, the play we had up, um, we had to look for it. It was man-to-man coverage. You know, and uh just it didn't work out. But you were, you did run it with Tyler, though. Why why that why was that the choice? Um obviously we called time out there. Um it was fourth and one. Uh, we saw the front they were in. We like to look for that play in that situation. So he it's that he had practiced that play, is that what you're thinking? I okay. felt good about Goodson yeah. uh, in that situation. Um he's a pass catcher for us out of the backfield and uh, that's what we went with. Yeah. Um yeah, we would have had him. In there for something, but we could have done something. Yeah, obviously, if it doesn't work, you know, you're going to second guess it. Um, so I understand that, and that's part of the business.
0: What you saw was it a, a catch he should have
1: made, or a throw that should have been better? i got to look at it. It was it was bang bang. I mean, from our side, it was on the other sideline. So, yeah. John came back in the game. What what exactly happened? Because he was yeah. initially ruled yeah. out. He got an ankle foot.
2: Yeah. An ankle but foot. he came back he came in. Came back. Yep. Yeah out there that limited
0: you to get the ball back? Was there a thought to not taking the timeout on fourth down and potentially having three timeouts to then get the
1: ball back? Yeah, no, really wanted to see the luck to get in the call that we thought would work in that fourth down situation. Um, that was that was basically it.
0: Shane, what kind of message do you give these guys after a game like that and a season like this?
1: Um, obviously, everyone's disappointed, extremely disappointed, um, but you know, really proud of the guys, the way they fought all year and battled. Um, you know, I always think about this. Sometimes in life, you don't know why things happen. You know, uh, winning and losing uh, is part of this game. Uh, you learn from it, you grow from it. And, uh, you know, the guys that are come back, just remember this feeling in the locker room, uh, coaches included. What do
2: you have to say about the way John Taylor carried you all
1: throughout today? Yeah, I didn't, re- I didn't see the final stats. But shoot, he ran it hard. Obviously, had the 50-yard touchdown there. That was huge. Um, he ran hard. You know, offensive line did a heck of a job. I think we had a ton of yards on the ground this game. Um, cards to the guys up front. Just you know,
2: didn't get it done. Did you think he was coming back out when he when he went in the locker room? Did you think he was going to be able to play? Like I didn't that? know. I was just
1: listening to the doctors and seeing what they said. What was the shift
0: in the second half that allowed you guys to have success?
1: Um, I think we popped a few runs. Um, you know, obviously we were playing the field position battle there early. You know, backed up, trying to get it out of there. Had some three and outs. Weren't converting on third down. Um, and then we popped that big run with JT to get it going and got some momentum there, hit the two-point play to tie it up, and then that was it. Shane, uh, on, on defense, they had two, uh, I don't say uncontested, but the, the, the one down the other end was uncontested. Uh, then the deep ball, where there was no safety help, were those busts from your perspective, or what? Um, I'll go back. Obviously, they hit the one, and you know, we were in a shell defense and, shoot, he flew over the top of it uh, on a post route. So I'll go back. What did you see Collins. Yeah, I mean, we knew he was a good player going into the game. You know, they were down Tankdale and a couple guys, and Nico's a really good player. And, uh, shoot, he was, we knew guys, you know, really good players in this league are going to make plays, and you just got to, you know, control those plays so they don't, you know, get out of hand. Um, but I thought our defense fought like crazy, you know what I mean? They had some good stops there. Um, obviously, the big play on the first drive, that was that. And then, you know, we held them pretty good. And, shoot, offensively, you know, it starts with myself. we got to be better. So you, uh, what's the calculation on that fourth down play where you do have a good play drawn up and it was there uh but then what's the calculation with you know putting the ball in the hands of the guy who's carried you all night too right i'm sure that had to be tempting as well right 100 percent um there's a lot of thoughts going through in that situation on the timeout um like i said saw the look for that play mm. thought it was going to be great got the look didn't you know, didn't happen for us. And I guess you, you do feel somewhat justified because it was there. It's just, it's just an execution thing, I guess, yeah, right? I, yeah. and I understand that. They, uh, and I take full responsibility when plays don't work. Um, starts with myself. You know, if we hit them, they're great, right? And uh, if we don't, obviously it's going to get questioned, and I completely understand it.
0: Is, this story drive? is, is that just a play where you're just going to tip your hat to a Stroud when you, you got a hit and makes a throw over the middle to set oh, up that yeah, touchdown? yeah, that play he made was incredible.
1: Uh, we had tight man coverage, Nowhere to throw it. Makes a heck of a play. I mean, hats off to them on that play. For hey, sure. you keep saying you got the look you wanted. Do you mean that, because I don't understand, do you mean that you saw the personnel they had on the field, and once you saw the 11 they had, you said, we're calling this play to combat those guys? Yeah, yeah. they're in a man to man defense, felt good about the call. And generally, are you
0: over players over plays in those situations, or are you more of a, now these plays we've dialed up all week?
1: Yeah, I, uh, I had full confidence in that play in that situation. And I went with my gut, and I saw the look, and that's what we went with.
2: what do you tell, I guess, the Tyler and I guess Gardner on that, because of that play? Obviously, the game is decided about one play, but that's the, that's the play that's going to be talked yeah. about. Yeah, everyone's
1: going to talk about that play, and I completely understand that. Um, you know, I have a ton of faith in everyone that's on this team um, that goes out there and fights. And uh, whoever has an opportunity to make a play, we have full faith in those guys, and sometimes it doesn't work. And uh, that's part of the game, and we learn from it. Um, but obviously, this one stings.
2: What do you feel like you accomplished this season with, with the
1: culture of this team and just in, in general, big picture? I don't know. Just really just, I mean, I don't want to speak for myself. You can ask the players that. I, I think just the resilience that these guys had, you know, you know, at three and five, sitting at three and five and bouncing back and winning four in a row and putting ourselves in a position to get in the playoffs today. Um, was huge, and it's it's. I always say this: this this league's all about the players, and uh, I credit a lot to those guys, the work they put in, the time they put in, um, everything they do to get ready, uh, their minds, their bodies, to get ready to go play a 17-week season, uh, is unbelievable what they do. Um, so, hats off to those guys in the locker room uh, for fighting like crazy this year. What'd you see out
0: of, what'd you see out of some of those players who gutted it out today and a lot of questionable players and they all kind of found a way to step out there and yeah. do their
1: thing It says a lot about those guys, just the toughness you know what I mean stepping in um, again the resilience of those guys you know playing banged up um, credit to those guys just wish we could have got it done today for everybody.
0: And that was a pretty solemn head coach, Shane Steichen, reacting to the, the Colts. And, uh, you know, they had a nice season. I, I think there's no doubt about that, but you wanted more. And it was there. It was within reach. I mean, if the Colts had been eliminated two weeks ago, it didn't matter, right? But they weren't. They had a chance to just win and get in and see what happens. And you would have hosted a home playoff game. And that's, that's tough. As tough as it is for the fans, think about those players who were out there who had the chance to get in but now they're going home doing exit interviews, cleaning out their lockers. Some of the free agents wondering if they'll even be back with the team at all. That this may be some of these guys may be their last shot in the NFL. You never know. Nothing is guaranteed and the the Colts were very clear on that message throughout the last couple of weeks and they still were not able to come away with the W. All right, let's uh, take a look at some stats from the games on offense. Uh, Minshew, uh, 13 for 24, 141 yards, no TDs, no interceptions. He did get sacked one time. JT, star of the game, absolutely 30 carries, 188 yards. Touchdown, Zach Moss, six carries for 30 yards. Josh Downs with three catches, 48 yards. Michael Pittman Jr., five catches for 44 yards. Kylan Granson with one catch for 23 yards. Mo Alley-Cox, two catches for 18. And then JT did have a couple of catches for eight yards for the Colts. Uh, A couple other things to point out. The Colts won won for 11 on third down. I mean, you want to talk about a difference in this game. The the Texans weren't great. I think they were 5 of 13, if memory serves, on third down in this game. They were not great, but they still converted some. And uh, C.J. Stroud came up in some big moments where the Texans needed them to come up with some big plays. The Colts could not get that. Uh, from their quarterback. And his, JT was great. Uh, I'm not going to take anything away from JT. He made huge runs. He made the big run when they needed it. He was uh, ran tough, man, just vintage JT. Didn't look like there was much there, and then somehow he'd pop it out for five or six yards. And he would do it time and time again up until you got near the end of the ball game. You know, the Colts had some things going for them in this this game, but when they needed the big play on third down, clearly more often than not they were able to come They were not able to come up with it. 10 out of 11 times, in fact, they were not able to come up with a key play on third down to keep a drive alive. And that's why they punted so many times. And Rigoberto Sanchez, to his credit, another free agent, I believe, uh, had a nice game for the Colts. So, yeah, I mean, it's just a a tough game all the way around. The only first down that the Colts picked up was on that final drive. Jonathan Taylor uh, getting just past the sticks in order to secure that, uh, that first down. On that particular drive, let's hear from quarterback Gardner Minshew.
2: Just take us through that last, that last fourth down play. Um, shoot, had a had a good look. Kind of a pick play for Goody. Um, shoot, I mean, I think it was just a tough play, man. I think there's about a million of those, you know, one play what ifs uh, in that game. Uh, I wish I'd put a better ball on him, you know, giving us a better chance. Um, yeah, it's a hard way to go, man. A lot of, a lot of, there was a lot of questions about
0: JT not being in there. I know you're not in, on personnel, but you worked all week that play with that personnel grouping,
2: I assume. Man, I thought it was, it was a great call, great, perfect look. i throw it to Goody a million times over. Like, you know, it was just one of those plays.
0: So sometimes it does come down
2: to one play? You know, maybe. You know, million one plays, but yeah.
1: Carter, he's taking it pretty hard in there, like he's saying it's his fault. Have you talked to him at all just about,
2: I don't know, just what he's
1: feeling and what he's thinking and what do you think about it? Yeah, dude,
2: I was just loving him up. You know, I'm equally as responsible for that not working as he is. Like, you know, there's, we all had plays that we, you know, we could have back just because the last one doesn't really, you know, make it that much more significant. Um, and, I man, I told him, you know, I go back with him every time. I throw that ball every time. Got a ton of trust and faith in him and the player he is and is going to be. He stepped in in a tough role and delivered for us this year. Um, you know, probably won us a game there. Um, so, man, really appreciate him and the player and the guy he is. How how much did he have to tough it out to, to play on that drive? I mean, that's kind of been, you know, the whole year for him, man. He's battling through one thing or another. Um, but it's days like today where you realize you need a JT. You know what I'm saying? He's he's that that kind of guy. He kept us in that ball game um, by some of the amazing stuff we was doing. And, um, you know, for guys like that, you wish you could do more. Carter, I know, uh, obviously, the loss is fresh. What do you think of just your one season here with Indianapolis for what you all were able to do? Man, I couldn't be uh, just more grateful for the opportunity, um, you know, first with Shane, you know, the faith that to bring me here and to give me a chance and – you know the team kind of rallying around me like i couldn't be more grateful for this year and uh, the guys in that room uh, it doesn't feel right that it ends this way you know um, but man just really you know happy to be part of this group
0: that was quarterback gardner Minshew there another free agent for the colts talking about his game there and uh, that last throw And kind of how things ended for this season. I I know that he took a tremendous amount of pride in this game this season. And uh, really, I mean, I've said it before. I I know he has his limitations from a physical standpoint. But Gardner has played admirably this season. It's just when you needed that big play this past Saturday, the Colts were just not able to, to get it from their quarterback. And this is a quarterback league. You've heard it time and time again. I thought that the Texans would have the edge here, unfortunately, in this particular case. It rarely happens that I am correct, but in this particular case, I was, I was right. Uh, Texans had 11 penalties for 69 yards. The Colts played a lot cleaner in that regard, so Texans made a lot of mistakes here. Also, the Colts outgained uh, the Texans 360-306 to in total offensive yards. So, it's, again, it's not like the Texans played lights out in this game. They just made a couple of big plays when they needed them, and the Colts didn't. And that is always the difference for you uh, for NFL teams on a week-to-week basis. Okay, taking a look at the defense, EJ Speed, 13 tackles. Zaire Franklin with nine. Sagun Olubi used quite often in this game, had eight tackles. DeForest Buckner, six tackles and a sack. Ronnie Harrison, five tackles. He had a sack uh, in that second half. Uh, in that fourth quarter, uh, just, for cor- uh, just four quarterback hits for this uh, Colts unit. Uh, no turnovers, uh, didn't force any fumbles, were not able to get any interceptions. Not that I expected Stroud to be throwing them out like candy, but it would have been nice to have kind of a big blow-up play somewhere, uh, whether it's a tipped ball or you know something that's off target or a sack fumble. Would have really been beneficial for this Colts team. So they had 19 games where they forced uh, 19 consecutive games where they first forced a fumble. And as we got to the end of this season, three consecutive games without forcing one. But at least on the offensive side of the ball, like there was a turnover in this game. It was the last play of the game on a free kick that the Colts were in desperation for. So, yes, technically the Colts had a turnover here. But the offense didn't do it. Uh, It was not an interception. We didn't have a a, a sack strip. We didn't have Jonathan Taylor fumble the ball or Zach Moss put it on the turf or anything like that. Offense played a pretty clean game from that standpoint. But in the end, it all comes down to can your playmakers make plays? And for the Colts and Shane Steichen at the end of this game, they decided their playmakers were going to be Gardner Minshew and Tyler Goodson. And they just were not good enough to, to pick up that first down. And that brings an end to the Colts' season. 9-8 and eight, uh, finished uh, third in the AFC South because Jacksonville still holds tiebreakers since they finished with the same record. So that'll uh, pretty much wrap it up for this edition of the Colts Blue Zone podcast. Try not to get too down on this game. It's, it's hard. I understand that uh, it was kind of a brutal loss, a brutal way to end a football game. To come up so close, but to come up so short. But there, the, you know, you have to look at the bigger picture of this team. And uh, I think with a with a young quarterback and uh, you know draft position, all that stuff, Colts will be able to add some pieces here. I think they're going to be all right. I think the coaching staff is good. You got to take a little, little bit look at the defense and that sort of thing. And uh, but but that this this podcast was more to recap this loss and this this last game for the Colts and uh, Dave Griffiths and Mike Chappell and I will be back on Thursday. We'll have a more uh, comprehensive post mortem of the season as a whole. I'm sure Chap and Mike will weigh in on their thoughts on this game, especially the fourth and one call. And uh, you can expect that later this week on the Colts Blue Zone podcast. But for now, I'm Matt Adams.